Yo, it is about that time. The annual Spring-A-Ling sale at SleevesSoldSeparately.com, our men's athleisure line manufactured in downtown LA. We got some of the best fits and fabrics in the game. Short shorts, longer shorts, joggers, hoodies, tank tops, lots of great stuff available. 30% off of all in-stock items. We're coming into summer here, okay? You got to look good. You got to look right. You put all the work in the gym, get the right fits to highlight them gains. Go to SleevesSoldSeparately.com today. Again, 30% off all in-stock items. Our annual spring of length sale. Hope you guys enjoy the gear. Let's have a great summer together. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, BJ. I am a longtime follower going back to your men's health days. I have done many of your workouts over the years. This year, my wife and I decided we needed a fully structured program, so we signed up for Gorilla Corn Gains. This program is amazing. My wife, 55 years old, and I, 58 years. If you're old as fuck, I don't know what that makes us. Both have had great results with muscle gain and fat loss, also with applying tips from the 28-day PHS. We find the structure of the program outstanding, and the instructional portion prepares us well for the workout drills so that we just have to focus on the drill while following along. Your approach for longevity with the workout structure is exactly what we were looking for, and the entire program has been so informative. Of significance for me is that I had a total hip replacement 18 months ago, and all the single leg work has allowed me to get much closer to muscle balance between my legs, which is incredible. We just wanted to drop you a line and say thank you for all the work done planning the workouts, demonstrating the drills, and putting together a complete program. We appreciate all that you do. Thank you, Clark and Jenny. Yo, BJ Gador with the BJ Gador podcast, and today's episode is entitled Perfect for Now. This will be a deeply personal episode. I'll be discussing things like mental health, suicide, obsessive compulsive behavior, perfectionism, procrastination. Just a heads up on that for those that might be triggered by stuff like this. But, you know, ultimately it's stuff that I think will really resonate with some of you. And I just, I got to get it out. That's kind of the theme of today. You got to get it out. You got to get it done. Before I get into this episode... For those that are new, I was the former fitness director, or I, I am the former fitness director for the Men's Health brand. I'm also the author of Your Body is Your Barbell, the definitive bodyweight training guide available on Amazon as a Kindle or paperback. I also have a brand new book, more designed as a training manual, The Ultimate Push-Up Guide. Grow your chest, chisel your core, get next level upper body strength by Going from ground zero to superhero with the push-up. The anytime, anywhere, yes, more upper body base, but full body exercise. I love that exercise, and it's five levels of progression. You know, it's an incredible guide. People are really enjoying it. People are preferring to get more of the paperback than the ebook. Some are getting both. Uh, and I like the paperback. I like the fact about that, by the way, because, you know, get, get it in your hands. See it. When you see it, you can reference it. You can hold it. it it's real, you know. And and people that are, uh, you know, my age, forty or older, you know, they get that. That's how we grew up. So, be sure to check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I want to get into 
that testimonial you heard from Clark and Jenny about Gorilla Corn Games, and it kind of ties into this episode. You know, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to send those messages. I can't get back to messages anymore. I just can't do it. I have very limited time in my schedule. I am, he's 40. I'm old, okay? And they were like, well, if you're old, what am I? But like, you know, again, I'm old for my profession. But I also, I feel my age every day uh, in terms of, you know, the battery just doesn't fill up all the way like it used to. And it seems to drain faster than it used to. And I've got to be really uh, ruthless with my time. And I got to pick my spots. And I got to just focus on what allows me to keep getting things done to keep, you know, floating all boats. Let the rising tide floats all boats. Boats. Now, by the way, tying into today's episode, if I was going to let my perfectionism get the best of me, I would have restarted the episode because I made a couple mistakes. I mumbled a couple times and I would have wasted now three minutes of my time, which I, I, I don't have to waste. I got to get a lot of things done this morning before I do my mobility and morning walk. So this episode, I, I think, uh, I hope it resonates. And going back to the testimonial, I'm really, really proud of what we put together this year for Express, our fast, fun, and effective annual training program for busy parents and professionals, 20-minute workouts, and then Gorilla Corn Gains is just a more advanced version of it, 40 minutes total, a little more muscle gain focus, strength focus, performance focus. But regardless, you know, I look at the origin of this. We just did an episode recently, uh, which I, I recommend checking out. Six lessons from six years since leaving men's health. And I am celebrating with you, especially if you have been a member of the dailybeacher.com. It's been six years, man. And when we started that, those initial videos, it was, <laughs> it's on an iPhone uh, and they're one take. There's no production quality or value to it. You know, there's no music added. You know, it's just literally one take. Take it, take it or leave it. And it was, it was what allowed us to get to this point. Now, if you compare the way we do things now, like it, it, I could get that done, a month's content done in a half day, and it was much easier. And we had actually at the time, just because of the way things were, it was kind of the peak of uh, streaming subscription stuff. The economy was great. People were people were uh, people were spending, and and times were good. This is right before the pandemic. You know, 2018, 2019, around those times. We launched in 2017, but you know, again, like good times. Good times for everyone, right? Business, consumers, and you know, now <laughs> there's complete instructional into full length follow along workouts like DVD level quality, and uh, nine of those each month if you are a Gorilla Corn Gains member, uh, six if you're an Express member, and man, I'm just like, I, I was talking to FaceTiming yesterday, shout out to Zach Reiner in New York, about like, because he's also a Gorilla Corn Gains member, it's like, I don't know where, like, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do in 2024, basically, like, this is, this is basically the, the culmination of the last six years of work. Uh, I've gotten such great feedback from people like Zach, also Clark and Jenny, which you just heard in terms of just the the proper flow of things. You know, I teach it to you. I break it down. I try to get it to you as quickly as possible. The instructions, just telling you what you have to know to kind of get into the workout and then the workouts automated. You know, you see the movements that you're supposed to do. It's timed out. 
uh, again, like a DVD level quality. Those that did speed shred, meta shred, my past DVDs, blah, 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 blah. So, and, and, and it's, so, it's going to be so many, it's 90 total workouts I'll make at the end of this year, uh, which would be like 90, again, 90 DVD level workouts. You know, products like Meta Shred, Speed Shred, those had maybe like, I think like 12 to maybe 20 routines. So it gives you some perspective uh, on, on that journey. And again, like when we're doing the one take videos like we did when we started, I could get more out. But, you know, there, there's no production or content flow, really. It's just, you know, design the workouts, film it, post it. There was no editing to it. You know, now to fulfill this content, it, it's me making the workouts, uh, being the on-camera talent, but also editing the workouts. Uh, I, but I, I need three other people. I need someone to film it. I need someone to get me images for our various PDFs, uh, the graphics that go with each workout. Which, by the way, I think have really elevated the look and feel of DailyBJ.com. And I also need uh, a video editor uh, to help me get these out. So I, we go through various edits just to get a single one of these 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 workouts out. It, it's it's so much fucking work. And it, at times, I really just question what am I doing because, you know, <laughs> six years ago, the, it was very little work, and we had so many more members and, and, and interest in what we were doing. And now it's like 10 times the work. And, you know, we have a fraction, uh, you know, let's say, I don't know, third to a half of what it was at its peak. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, poor me. I'm so poor. But it's just a fact. And again, I have to remember there's ebbs and flows to this capitalist <laughs> economy. Um, and I, I was also talking with Zach yesterday. Just got to stay on the fucking surfboard. You know, maybe I just got a bodyboard now more than surf. You know, get down low. Lower center of gravity, more stability during these more turbulent times. But if we can stand that surfboard, I can stand back up when, when good times happen. And, you know, maybe the second half of this decade kicks back to like it was 2017, 2018, 2019 before everyone uh, got hit with that beautiful, disgusting global pandemic. But I digress. I thank you for taking the time and, you know, I try to read still as many comments as I can. It informs new content I make. But, you know, ultimately, there aren't many questions. I don't really see any. It's, it's, I might miss some comments and stuff like that. But it's really, uh, it's really optimized the user experience. And I can't do anything about the people that don't want to give it a shot, that have tried our stuff before. I can just keep mentioning how good things have gotten since uh, the last time they were here or whatever else. Or maybe I've lost them completely because things weren't good enough at the time. But, you know, you just keep going. You know, at the time, it was perfect for them. It was just my wife and I. I, I you know, I, I left Men's Health. We had very few resources. We were filming this in the master bedroom of, our, of, of the apartment we had in Allentown, Pennsylvania at the time. And if I was waiting for it to be perfect, we, we didn't have, again, when, when I don't have a choice, I get things out. When there's choice, oh, I, let me wait to make this better. Let me wait till the perfect time. You, you know what I'm talking about. This happens to you and people you know all the time. There is no tomorrow. Shout out to Tony Burden of the Rocky experience. But the reality is, you know, when oftentimes it, it takes us getting to the point where our backs are up against the wall, we're, we're pushed into a corner when we finally do great things. But it's so stressful. You know, and, and that's really what I'm going to talk about today is that 
you can't just, I'm talking to myself in some cases, I can't just wait for stressful, uh, bad times to really, uh, you know, get after things or get things done. I've got to just constantly remind myself uh, of, of what's important and when things are perfect for now. Because look, look, we keep running this program year after year. I don't, I still, I'm like, I'm like, how am I going to top this in 2024? What is it, what's it even going to look like? Because technically you could run 2023's annual program indefinitely and continue to make great results and, and get tons of variety into what you're doing. Always returning to the basics, but always improving when you come back to the basics and then just basically just widening the base and climbing higher every single year. Now, people probably aren't going to be willing to pay for that. All right. I'll figure it out. I always do. But, you know, it's been this last six years of chopping away, trying to fine tune, improve. And there's been ebbs and flows to it as well. Like, you know, but it is where it is today because of the fact that we got started and it was perfect for then. And what we're doing this year is perfect for now. And there's always room for improvements, but I just want to say thank you and noted and I'm going to, we'll keep going with it. You know, that's really what it's all about. If, if the user experience is where it, where it needs to be, you know, that's success. And uh, the dailybj.com timeline is a great reminder of that because again, it, it just started with these shitty, low quality, poor audio, <laughs> you know, single shot iPhone videos. And, and now it is where it is today, six years later. So I'm thankful for it. Keep it going. Uh, all my programs, by the way, are available at thedailybj.com, both Express, where you can get a free seven-day trial just to check it out. And Grillicorn Gains does require more equipment, more expensive, but obviously, you heard what they said. I didn't, I didn't pay them to make that message. And by the way, I was like, let me have my wife uh, <laughs> record uh, that audio. It sounds like we have better production value, all right? So let me talk about what we're going to talk about today mainly, right? Perfectionism and procrastination and how it bleeds into all facets of life. And they kind of go hand in hand, right? If you're trying to do something perfect, you will, it'll rack your brain and you'll, you just, you'll keep, you'll torture yourself and you'll keep pushing things off. And then when you procrastinate, you never get anything done and you're, you're, you're always feeling like a disappointment. And, you know, kind of my origin story with it, if you will, like when I was 14, kind of a lot of things changed in my life. At the time I was, uh, you know, a fat kid and I was a, kind of a class clown. I wasn't a good student. I didn't really take it seriously. And then a couple of things happened when I was 14 in eighth grade. You know, one, I got my first hundred on a, a test or a quiz. I forget what it was, but it, it was an assessment, right? And it, it activated the perfectionism in me, the obsessive compulsive behavior in me to be like, okay, now I'm going to get it again, then again. And I, I, I became one of the best students in my class from that simple, from that one moment of, oh, wow, like I don't have an identity. I have low self-esteem. I've got a lot of problems in my house for the first time and dysfunctional family, all this shit. But for the first time in my life, I like, oh, wow, this is something where like, I can, I can run with this. This can help me do good things. This can help me get recognition from my peers and people like that. Right. And then I also went into the weight room for the first time, got introduced by my football coach and strength coach 
Donald Forty of University School of Milwaukee. He taught me all four of the basic power lifts, squat, bench, deadlift, clean, all right? And, and if you've heard this story before, my apologies. There's people that are listening for the first time or, you know, nothing hurts to, to reminisce occasionally, but it relates to what we're talking about here. And I did the first lift, and as someone who was, you know, insecure, was bullied at home, but as a result became a bully <laughs> uh, in my own life, but it was also made fun of a lot for my weight and various things, um, this empowerment, the soreness I felt in my muscles for seven straight days, I could barely walk. But it was like, oh, wow, I can change my body to cellular level. That's what started this fitness journey. It was that first workout. I haven't missed a week of training or movement, if you will, since that fucking day. That's the type of personality I have. It's a good and a bad thing, okay? And we'll talk about that as we move forward here. But th that, that has put me on this path, all right? And I got to, I got, the, the academics got so bad that teachers were getting concerned about how much homework I was doing and how obsessive I was with my note taking. And then I would, I'd take notes in class and then I'd uh, rewrite them to make them look more legible. Then I also type them out just to have a backup. It also helped me learn, you know, the act of kinetically typing things out. But like I was doing six hours of homework a night when I could have done like 45 to 60 minutes. It was brutal. Like I was caught in this, like it's, it, it's, it, it was, a, I guess the first signs of the mental health problems I was going to have or that I'll have to battle the rest of my life. And the same thing with lifting. I would go in and I would, I would fucking hurt myself. I would push myself so fucking hard to impress my coach, my mentor, to, uh, show my teammates that I lead by example. Uh, you know, but that also like for myself, uh, a lack of patience and wanting to, you know, wanting things to happen overnight for me, like to build to become incredibly strong overnight, to build an incredible body overnight, to become incredibly smart or successful overnight. It, it, it's really just a really vicious cycle. And, you know, it's put me on this path. Now, there's other examples in my life where, uh, you know, sometimes I get into these content flows. Look, this podcast, I'm coming off, uh, we took a couple month break, and <laughs> I don't, this will be like five episodes this week. Um, and I end up getting into these creative flurries, but I, I get these stop gaps where there's times where I, I get in a good mode. I focus on what's important, perfect for now, get things out. And then all of a sudden different things happen. I'm like, Oh, this isn't good enough. Or let me wait to, let me put this off or pause this till I can make it better or, or of the proper quality. Uh, you know, cause again, a lot of this is it's fear of judgment from peers, customers, uh, family, friends, whatever, or, or really it's, it's your, it's your pride getting in the way uh, of progress. And here's an example. I wrote the original, my original book, your body's your barbell in 2014 published through men's health. And it's, it's almost been 10 years since the second work I've had come out. The ultimate pushup guide. You know how many books I could have put out in that, that interim. Now th there's, there's various obstacles to it, right? Like the number one thing was I was so concerned that people that bought the first book, if I couldn't replicate the look, feel, production value of Your Body is Your Barbell, it would have been an embarrassment or a disgrace or a defeat or a disappointment. And, and for some people, it still might be. I, again, I can't, I can't control that. You know, uh, I'll never be able to replicate what I did with a publishing brand, uh, the world's largest men's magazine and the most successful health and fitness book magazine brand 
uh, arguably of all time. How am I going to do that on my own? Well, you know, if I'm looking at, at that level as success, then everything I'll do from here on out is a failure since I've left men's health. But if I'm looking at, okay, my customers and my supporters and people that use my content are looking for more content, well, you know, they're, they're, I'll give them the best I can and then I'll fall short, short in, in the realms in which I can't fully control or that are beyond our budget, resources, etc. But that's 10 years, man. That's 10 years where I could have gotten some other works out and I just kept waiting and waiting. And then, you know, I wanted to make like the ultimate book, the book that ends all other books. And as a result, I got out of writing practice for that style of production and um, you lose confidence and you just kind of want to give up on it. And what I ultimately decided to do is, okay, let me just, let me start with a training manual training guide, okay? Because if I'm going to make the ultimate book, uh, I'll never get something out, all right? Because I don't, I don't have the help that I need to do so, um, and, and let me get the practice going, and then I'll get, you know, other guides out, and maybe this eventually becomes a compilation, or it sets me on the path to write, you know, a, a great work, or maybe I don't ever write a great work, and I just write a lot of good guides that help people, and by the way, the, the whole point of the guide you know, uh, some people like the the format of the dailybizer.com where you get it's it's all done for you and it's very self-contained and it guides you all the way um, through. But you know, the ultimate push-up guide is is reference material. There there's a there's programs in it, but it's really for people that maybe don't need uh, as done for you approach as the dailybizer.com. Obviously, it's less expensive. It's a one-time purchase, not a subscription, um, and you know, it's just there to reference to guide you. And to allow you to empower yourself through physical movement, culture, education. So, you know, that has a role too. And that, that's important for me to diversify our business because, you know, streaming, subscription stuff, it's, it's, we're over that, it, it peaked. We're now on the other side of that, that curve, that business cycle. So, you know, I, I look at that from a business standpoint because we have business people that follow this, people in fitness, trainers, fitness professionals, creators, um, you know, I look at the books or the guides I'm going to be writing moving forward. They're savings bonds. They're going to live there forever. It's worked on once that can be mailbox money for the rest of my life. It's not going to be a surge of income, especially early on. But as you add each new title, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. It's, there's a collective synergy there. But fast forwarding to the 2020 pandemic. Now, conditions like this, again, perfectionism, I used to be like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. And I was like, I tell people that as like, like proudly. And honestly, no, I'm not proud of it. it it's debilitating. It, it stole, it's stolen a lot of joy in my life. And it's taken me away from time with people I care about most. Uh, you know, I feel like I could have helped you a lot more over the years if I didn't let this sickness uh, distract me along the way. It's, and by the way, this is a lifelong problem I'm going to have. I'm going to go through bouts of this again, without a doubt. And I, what I try to do is every time that happens, I want to try to make it uh, you know, less of a gap. And by the way, this was a, a couple-month gap. The last time this happened, it, it was six-plus months you know, with the podcast. Um, but you know, basically, and again, I don't want to – I'm not going to go through this in entirety. It's, it's, you know, I did a three-hour episode – called BJ Gador Raw and Uncut, also the title of my sex tape, <laughs> uh, at the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast. Just had him on yesterday, and I'll talk about him more later in this episode because he's kind of, for me, the visual uh, of a reminder of, okay, focus on what's important. Nonstop, 
get things out, you know, don't focus on perfection. Just do the best you can now. Perfect for now, right? And because he never stops, no matter what. And, you know, the pandemic hit and we pushed things to the limit. Zach was actually telling me, like, do you remember those follow along workouts during the pandemic where once a week we'd go live and they were so hard and challenging and people, people loved it. It was not a sustainable content flow. I mean, I, I lost my ass on doing that. We, we catabolized our membership site because we, I was giving free workouts um, and uh, lost about $20,000 doing it because we tried to do a live production. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, look, these are all lessons. And, you know, uh, I, I used it as a two-year training cap instead of a two-year prison sentence, that, that whole thing, right? But we all, all of our mental health were fucked. Stuck at home, everything around you is bad news, sadness, tra- uh, death, sickness. You know, it, it's it was in the air, it was in our heads, it was it was permeating all facets of our life. And then my beautiful dog Kong, he just died in the other room, and something happened. Uh, like I, we were playing, I was snuggling with him, I had fed him, uh, and my wife and I were. Uh, watching some TV, he went to his bed and 20 minutes later we checked on him and he was gone. And he had a heart condition. I guess we knew it would have been a matter of time. His heart just stopped and he was gone. And uh, in that moment, like it's taken me two years, by the way, two plus years before I can even just talk about it without crying. But I'm there now. I, I've shed so many tears over that, that beautiful dog. Also the last couple of years and, and rehashing this, you know, basically this midlife crisis, uh, approaching 40 and then just what was triggered by the pandemic from mental health issues, you know, and really it's stress for me, stress and interpersonal relationships are what trigger a lot of these mental health problems that I have. Um, and, and then I went on this, like, and then it just happened where my brain chemistry changed and, you know, I I left social media for six months. I stopped making any new content outside of what was required for members. You guys got the best of me for a couple of years, but it came at a great expense of our business. Uh, and that's not your fault. That's again, whatever I was dealing with, but that, that's what can happen to me. And I, and I, I let my perfectionism take hold of, like, I was spending so much time on just a single workout. Like I can't even tell you, like I, I would lock myself in the room. Um, I kind of put, made my office a prison. I had, I had only the equipment I needed in there and then my desk. And I just wouldn't leave for hours just to make a single fucking workout. And it was, I created some of the best stuff I've ever made in some regards, but uh, I I was, it was one of the most sad, unhappy times of my life. Uh, And and essentially it drove me to the point where I was ready to take my own life. All these factors, okay? And uh, I had a plan in place and uh, I didn't, but I was, I was pretty close. It's the closest I've ever been to doing it. And I, you know, I, I, a lot of this, by the way, look, um, my parents collectively have a mix of borderline personality, borderline personality disorder, bipolar, uh, and I, I, you know, I got passed down a mix of that. And you know, all you can do is deal with the cards you've been dealt. And I've been trying to manage it to the best of my ability. A lot of times, too, I've been able to. Uh, if I have a focus, it can distract me from some of the pain in my life or the problems I have. When I lose the focus, all, all of a sudden, all that shit just comes. It just comes out. It comes to the, to the front and it overwhelms, right? You can only run from things so long. So look, it all caught me. At some point, it was going to happen. 
It just so happened to happen <laughs> during that pandemic. Because again, a lot of this stuff is triggered by stress. So again, part of what I've, I've learned how to do to manage this is I try to identify the stressors. And I try to, okay, when I feel the stress, okay, you know what's coming. You know what's coming inside my head when, when the stress becomes too much. Uh, so I have to adjust around it. I've got to now, okay, I've got to, maybe I, I, I don't work out as hard today. Or I, I maybe I have to not work as, as hard today or push things off a bit. And, and get more of a recovery mindset in place because if I allow myself to get to this point, it's going to trigger this. And I'm going to get, it literally puts me in a state. Those that have mental health problems understand this. Like all of a sudden you're in it and you know you're in it and there's nothing you can do about it. And you just got to, you got to hope that you don't take it out on other people, that it doesn't, uh, that you don't do something that you can, you'll, you'll regret for the rest of your life. And uh, look, this is what it is. So, it's a mix of all these factors. And uh, that pandemic, you know, leaving social media, though it was honestly, part of that was so amazing because like, I hate it. It's not real. And, and don't take that the wrong way if you engage in our stuff in that, that route. But, you know, the costs of it from, from a mental health standpoint for all of us are, are way beyond anything we possibly could have imagined. Many of us knew this would not be a good thing long term, but... <laughs> It is what it is. It's now it's the only way we can reach people, and uh, and and with that too, you know, part of what with perfectionism, you know, fear of judgment, or like a single criticism among one thousand compliments destroys you. It fucking destroys you. It can put take you from being a happy person to a evil, vile, cynical, hateful, disgusting individual. If you're not ready for it or you don't know how to manage it or, you know, you have a perspective about, you know, this is just what happens when you're in society. And especially when you get in front of a lot of people, which we never should have been in front of this many people. And, uh, you know, these gaps, you know, these gaps kind of keep happening. These stop gaps, if you will, where like things are going good. I'm getting things out. And all of a sudden, you know, something triggers these problems within me and uh, you fall back into old habits. And by the way, this is when I mean all facets of life, people have this with they're out of shape, all right? And they're waiting for the perfect time to get started, and but they never do. Or they start and then they can't sustain their commitment to doing something that isn't sustainable, right? Because they're trying to get it done as fast as possible or they're trying to almost punish themselves for getting to this point, letting themselves get to the point where they're overweight, out of shape, all this stuff. Again, these are, this is why, you know, people say diet is the most important part of fat loss or fitness. No, it's not. It's in between your ears. It's you. You. And by you, I mean your brain. My brain, your brain. It's allowed us to accomplish anything great in our life. It's also stopped us from achieving or reaching our potential or doing things that we were, we've been called to do or it's, it's, it's robbed society of your natural gifts. And you have to constantly work on your mind. You know, and, and that's that takes time. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that happened when I had worked at Men's Health, like I reached this platform, my content is being seen by millions of people. It was simultaneously like the best and worst time of my life because uh, I was impacting so many people. Ego-wise, I was the fucking man. And on the other side of it, um, the criticism was just out of control, man. Out of control. You know, about the way I looked the way I would speak, you know, oh, these workouts suck. But 
you know, even if only one out of 10 people felt that way, to me, it felt like 100% because of my condition, all right? So, you know, one thing that's interesting, we have on uh, the wall of our living room, it's a self-portrait, not, not a real, okay, we're not, we're not fucking living like that, but it's a, a replica, replica version of a self-portrait of Vincent Van Gogh, you know, and he's known as this starving and tortured artist. He was only commercially successful after his suicide, and, um, you know, this is a guy that cut off his own ear in a conflict with a friend. This is a guy that shot himself and ended his life because he just couldn't get creatively fulfilled through his work while he was living. And, you know, uh, whether, whether or not he's like a true perfectionist, perfectionist or not, he's a reminder. Because my, my wife also suffers from this too. You know, she, she is such a gifted writer. Naomi of the Twisted Mirror podcast. She has 10 books on Amazon. There's, she had a bestseller on Amazon self-publishing. And she's actually going to be coming out soon with a creative writing course. She's an incredibly gifted writer. But she kept starting and stopping books. And then finally she got one book out and then 10 books came out. Oh, you know, over a couple of years. But I mean, like, just like what's happening to me right now, those listening to the podcast, BJ hasn't said he hasn't shared an episode in three months. Oh, now he's shared 10 in two weeks. And then I was fucking crushing it on YouTube and I... I went for some home runs on a couple pieces of content uh, that the top 66 push-up variations video and the heavy big workout from hell. And, and they, they did disappointingly for my expectations. And I'm like, fuck it. What a waste of my fucking time. Overlooking the fact that the couple thousand people that saw it really enjoyed it. But I was hoping for millions of views and didn't get it. Even though I put a quarter of my life, not like of my full life, but like one quarter of the year collectively into some of that work um, in hopes that it would kind of jumpstart things for us or get things going more and uh, totally lose focus on the process. And that's what part of it is too. Like you start to hate the process because you think you're not getting what you deserve and um, you're not getting the dopamine hit of success or adulation, which I'm, I'm less about really for me. It's just, I want to, I want to build our business. I don't, I, I can't be doing this for the rest of my life. I need, I, I want to retire at some point, you know, and I have a lot of more work to do. So, um, you know, anyway, you, you, you're looking, it's, it's not necessarily a shortcut, but it's just, you know, let me just get a fucking, it's been, a, it's been a while since there's been a surge or, you know, just a little bit of luck and wah, 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 wah. I guess I got to stop being such a baby back bitch. And I don't mean that misogynistically. Okay. I mean that in the terms of I did one, by the way, I did one therapy, uh, two therapy sessions. And the second one, um, I just, I had this moment where like, this guy, I don't even know, is just listening to me bitch about my life. Outside looking in, I have a great life. I have a beautiful, amazing wife. I have an awesome dog that we were able to, within a short period of time, she was so scared of the pool, didn't even put a foot in the water. And this dog is like a fucking seal with getting, uh, catching and, and, and pursuing balls in the water, an incredible swimmer. Um, you know, I, I have a amazing little brother, uh, 12 years younger, kind of a brother son in terms of, uh, how I feel about him. And, you know, I try to give him guidance and lead by example and, uh, help him not make the same mistakes I made. We both come from the same troubled home. Um, and, and I've been blessed with people like you that have supported me like for a long time. I, I have people, Repeatedly say customer for life, you know, um, 
and you know supported the the initial version of the dailybeacher.com which was objectively trash compared to what we do now but ultimately it, it was perfect for then and what we're doing is perfect for now and I'll always keep trying to improve it but I'll also have to have the perspective I can't stop getting work done if it's not exactly where I'd hope it to be now based on current circumstances so that that Van Gogh on the wall is a reminder of both my wife and I we, you know we don't want to end up starving tortured artists or creators if you will um writer for her I'm, i don't know what i am a mix of like video writing it, i create a lot of different things i do like and that's part of what i have to remember too is like i get things on five platforms uh mostly daily um i talk slash speak i write i uh, make video i do a mix of all of it um you know it, it's a lot it's a lot it, it's more than i ever thought i could possibly do but I, i've built up to this bandwidth over time where I where I find for me, the the, the I, have, I have more bandwidth for actual like work like this creative work. I don't have the bandwidth for interpersonal relationships. I got to be very very careful with that. People tend to get a little bit too attached, uh, and you know then they get disappointed if you can't maintain that level of you know interaction or stuff like that. And, and I have to as a coach, I have to create boundaries between the people that I I work with because if I don't. Um, because I am naturally introverted and it doesn't mean that I don't, that I don't, uh, when I engage with people that I'm not there, I, I give my full focus, but it, because I'm a hyper-focused person for me to shift out of my hyper-focus when I'm working on to, to interact with someone else, it's exhausting. Like I'll, I'll interact with people for a couple hours and then I need like a couple days to re- kind of recover from it. I know it sounds, it sounds crazy, I'm, but I'm not bullshitting you. This is just, this is kind of my condition. Uh, I've always had kind of social anxiety. Um, and, and again, like, um, it just, I have to be very, very careful. That's all I'm trying to say. It does, don't take it the wrong way. Okay. Uh, at some point, by the way, like, I wasn't going to be able to respond, like, respond to comments. Um, cause, you know, part, part of what it is is I, I, I don't want to give special treatment and I, I, but I can't respond to all of them. So the, the answer truly is, okay. Don't respond to any. I, I read uh, and, and and I read what I can, and it just informs future content and uh, and kind of how we're doing things. Or maybe it's you know I can do a podcast on a question or that type of thing. But um, look, man, it's just it's it's too much for me. I, I can't do it. I, I don't have enough help, and um, it's also just not good for my mental health. And if my mental health is off, I can't get you the quality workouts that people like Clark and Jenny uh, are are seeming to love and enjoy. So you know th- these are my limitations. And uh, I could focus on my limitations or I could focus on the fact that I can continue to get out excellent workouts and programs that help elevate at least the physical aspect of people's lives that maybe helps them get more out of their mind uh, and more out of their life and more out of their work, et cetera. But, you know, Van goes on the wall, man. And just a reminder, okay, um, you know, because again, like, I don't know what you believe and we don't really know exactly what's going to happen when this is all said and done. And, and it's a great unknown, right? Um, and... It would have been great if he could have experienced the success he had in life. If he is a soul or a ghost out there that can see all this right now, maybe he enjoys some of that recognition and success now. But I have to believe he would have preferred to have experienced it in his physical body. And these are the perspectives you have to have along the way when you're trying to accomplish something great and when you feel like you have a gift or a calling uh, you can't let it steal the joy of the present 
and the time you have in your physical body right now. And I'm ta- I talked about these creation production bottlenecks. Let's from the podcast example too. Something just happened recently where like I hadn't had guests for a very long time because um, you know I kind of went on an island with stuff. A lot of us did. Uh, some people, well, again, I think a lot of us got super isolated by the pandemic. And I, again, I just focused on working on myself, improving myself, becoming a better husband, a better man. Um, but you know, networking that already wasn't much since I had left men's health. It went basically from a little bit to zero, but I'm like, let me have some guests on. And the audio is decent when I'm like, this is good. This is going to work for now. This is not a super successful podcast. Okay. Um, but it, it, it's, it's a, a mainstay for the people that listen and ultimately people that are, are, are engaged in this podcast, would they prefer the, uh, the best audio quality and the best production value? Sure. But they're coming for my words. All right. And that's gotta be good enough. Now this might limit my ability to grow it, but I, I can't abandon what it is right now because it's not perfect. We get guests on for some reason, my audio only, their audio is fine. My audio is like lispy. And I just did a great episode yesterday at the time of recording this with Jeremy Scott. And I was almost going to cancel that because, you know, he's got a very successful podcast. Uh, Definitely check it out. The Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, one of the best in the game. And I'm like, the the current production quality is not worthy of, of me bringing on someone of his caliber and wasting his time. But, you know, he's not like that. You know, I, that's me projecting my own insecurities or my own fear of judgment onto him. He's a good dude, and we had an awesome conversation, and maybe I, my audio was a little bit lispy, but you get the gist. You got his tips. I would have been robbing you of his voice because of the sickness in my mind. So, you know, I'm sharing these examples with you. Some of you are like, yeah, this guy is a sick dude, <laughs> okay? <laughs> maybe you're right. But I know... uh a lot of you maybe have encountered this maybe at a minor level or maybe it's becoming a problem and maybe this can allow you to get ahead of it and just, you know, have some examples of, of what the cost of this is. The cost of this is, you know, it's so hard to get the ball rolling. So hard. Let's take the push-up as an example. Those of, that, that, those of you have, that have done the dead stop push-up, it's where you're at the top of a push-up, you lower down, and then you let your body fully rest on the ground. You lift your hands and you push back up. So much harder than just doing an up and up and down push up because you're losing all of that built up elastic energy in your body. You got to create strength and force from the ground up. You got to reorganize your body. It's it's two to three times as hard. You know, if you can do 30 push ups, 10 dead stop push ups will crush you when done properly because there's no momentum. And this applies to anything in life your work. Uh, the work you put into your job, your relationships, your career, if you're creating, if you're a creator, and it's important to remember that, okay, don't forget how hard it is to, to, to create this from scratch, to start this from nothing, to get the ball rolling. So there might be times where you, things may not be up to your, your standards of perfection, but that's why you have to have a, it's almost like a, you know, you could call it the 80-20 rule, right? If it's 80% of what it could be, just come back next year and make it better. 1.0, 2.0, like I have like how many different versions of the same video have I done in some cases or articles, podcasts, workouts, just keep coming back to it and keep improving it. And again, you know, like not everything has to be new, new, just, you know, it's uh same, but different or new twist, 
on old stuff, you know, and, and that's, that's part of the process too. And, and one thing that, that when, I, when I'm in my bag, when I'm in the zone, I always use an outside-in approach to my creation process. I'm also kind of slash hourglass mentality. And I'm going to talk about that here. Uh, you know, like outside in, let me take the example of a workout. Now, if, I'm, if I come in, like, let me make the perfect workout. All right, like I could be here for fucking three years. But if I say, okay, X1 of the 2023 Express program, what's outside in? I promised people 20 minute workouts because I found that to be the sweet spot for efficiency, progress, sustainability. People have that time in their day, typically. Okay. And that also factors in, you've got to start it. You got, if you're new to the workout, you got to watch the instructional piece. People have to shower. You know, I guess you still have to allot, let's say at, at minimum a half an hour block of time for these workouts, you know, probably being honest about it. And this might hurt our, my ability to sell the program, but it's not. It's just at some point you're going to realize that when you join, it takes you have to block out a full hour to do even a 20 minute workout all in, right? Just just everything that's involved with you know setting up, exiting the workout, doing the workout, learning the workout, and that's why we try not to learn too many workouts so that at least in, in the, the repeated exposures to it, you know you you can jump more into the workout. Again, I factor all this in. It's not just because. Uh, it's too much content for me to make for every workout to be new to you. And we can't afford to do it because uh, we can barely get out the nine each month that we have right now with, with the, the infrastructure in place. But it's, it's, then I can say 20 minutes body weight. Okay. So there's the skeleton. Now I just got to fill it in. But if I didn't have a skeleton, then I'm constantly building. I don't know what frame to work off of. And, 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 and again, like I, like, I don't, I, I don't, I would never want to call myself an artist. Uh, and again, that's probably wrong because I, I am, a, I am a very gifted programmer, not just naturally gifted, but also again, it, it's a combination of, I, I, I believe a natural gift and a real eye and attention for detail, but 20 years, man, I've been also designing my own workout since I was 14, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm beyond the mastery stage here. Right. Uh, but even I, can get caught in these creation or production bottlenecks if I don't take an outside and approach sometimes, right? You know, because ultimately when, when you have to make a monthly workout, uh, monthly workout programs, these have to get out. And not only do they have to get out, I've got to get them done so much further in advance when it was just a one take shot back in the day at the original dailybj.com, I could, uh, I could do it day of, I could, I could, I, or at least the day of day before I just shoot it quick, get it up. Just, just the time it takes to load it up and shoot it. But now I've got to get the images in advance from my designer then I, so I can get them to my editor along with the video as he puts it together. And then I've got to go through, you know, sometimes multiple review processes before I can even get it live. So now it's just like, you know, I don't have the time to bullshit anymore with this stuff. And then sometimes I'll make a workout. That I, look, I literally, I only had this amount of time to get it done. And I'm like, God, this is fucking trash. Like I'm embarrassed by this. Am I am I even a real fucking trainer? Yeah, I go through this like self-loathing, self-hate phase. And uh I tend to sleep on it. And then usually if it actually was shit or not not up to my standards, my, my my brain will process it during my sleep automatically and then I'll fix it in the morning. And then ultimately, again, they're they're not uh people tend to, you know, 
I guess the question, are they all winners? I don't know. That's up to you. That's, that's the subjective thing. But they're always perfect for now. They're the best I can do at the time. And um, especially considering the content flow that we have. I, I mean, look, there's other fitness programs out there. And everyone, there's a lot of people out putting their, 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 their heart and soul into it. But look, I, I have to remember too, like I don't think there are a lot of people out there with, with my level of, of time and resources putting out this type of, of product on such, like, look, it's been prolific. As many mistakes as I've made, as many, uh, you know, stop and starts with different various things that I've had, you know, it, over time, the, it keeps rising, right? The baseline or is just better or higher than it was previously. And that, that is a big picture mentality that's important in this too, because you're going to have, uh, you know, it's called writer's block or whatever it is. You're going to have some uh, times where you just, you're not as creative or you just can't think of a fucking thing where you question, am I an imposter? Am I a fraud? Am I a fake? And I go through that just like anyone else. And it's typically when I'm stressed. And that's why, again, I've got to identify which things really stress me out. And I got to stay ahead of that because stress destroys creativity. It also opens you up to uh, the worst version of yourself from a fitness standpoint. It destroys your energy. It opens you up to injury. You just start to make bad choices. You start to uh, be less rational, more emotional. And, and that's that's not good for a lot of things. I'm not saying emotions are bad, um, but you know, if you're getting too emotional and you're acting to everything emotionally, it's exhausting. So, and that's criticism. That that's whatever, right? And when I said hourglass mentality, uh, you know, this happens. This would happen to me too with my own training. Like I wanted to make the perfect workout for that day. Like God, BJ, you are a sick fuck. And I would I would spend hours just planning my own fucking thirty minute workout. Honestly, like, it's so crazy, too. And I don't mean to undermine what we do here, but especially when you have a lot of experience and you can train intuitively, sometimes I know now it's just about putting in the time for my level of physical and mental ability within this space. So sometimes I'll just fucking flip an hourglass and I'll just move and flow and do what I feel like I need to do that day based on what I did the days before and what's coming ahead until... The final bead of sand is a bead or grain of sand uh, drops through the hourglass. And what's interesting too, because uh, I, I guess one of the gifts I have, my wife tells me this all the time, is I, I, I have a very gifted relationship with time. I do. I, I don't know what it is. Like she'll ask me, like she'll ask, when did this happen? And I, I'll, I'll remember the date and I'll remember the exact, I can just, I can find, find it in time very quickly. I, I have a very special relationship to time. Um, and it's, it's like, well, yeah, the guy who used to call himself Interval Man. Shout out to Workout Muse back in the day for the OGs. I'm not going to explain it for those that are new. Uh, you know, whatever. You don't, you don't want to hear it. But maybe I will some other time. But I have. And, you know, yeah, this guy, the Interval guy should be have a special relationship to time. But I also kind of approach at times with work. Okay, I look, I have an hour to design X number of workouts, which then says, okay, if I have to do three workouts, I have 20 minutes for each one. And... I have to I have to trust my level of experience and knowledge and uh that I can do that. Now I could take could I make that 20 minute workout that I spent 20 minutes on marginally better if I invested uh 2 hours or 2 days or 2 weeks or 2 months or 2 years? Maybe. 
but you likely wouldn't notice. And at the end of the day, I just got to, I got to get it to you. All right. So, you know, and then you look at, uh, I was talking about my workout creation process. If you have trainers listening at some point, I probably should do a program design product because, uh, look, man, it's not easy, especially when you want to do this for the long haul. Anyone can make one workout. Anyone can make a month. Anyone can make a, a 90 day program. Some people can make a full year. Well, try, try doing, try doing, you know, 20 plus years. It gets tough. Sometimes you get bored. And then uh, that, that's part of the perfectionism process. So you'll abandon what you know works because it's not stimulating enough for you to keep going. And then <laughs> you talk about the sickness of this. This is the sickness of perfectionism. Those that were with us in 2021 when I, I went like Beautiful Mind, Russell Crowe. It was one of these workouts where it was, it was two hours and 20. It was a two hour and 20 minute video. <laughs> Two out now. Look, there was warm ups, cool downs, starters, finishers, multiple sections of the workout. But like that, that's how bad it got. Like not like people, maybe one or two people could do that workout. People were like, uh, <laughs> one guy was like, um, yeah, I, I appreciate how much has gone into this, but uh, I, I, two hours is my limit for training. <laughs> I'm like, motherfuck, uh, I get it. Look, and by the way, you could have just done sections of the workout, but all. For your end too, people will focus on what they can't do versus what they can do. And then they'll look at something that literally is two hours of extra value in work as um, a negative if they can't do it all. So if I just gave them the 20 minutes, that probably would have been better. They would have been more satisfied. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? This is what uh, perfectionism can do to you. And by the way, like the amount of time that went into that limited the amount of output, Right. Because I was trying to go more quality than quantity. Finding that perfect blend of quality and quantity is a lifelong journey. And there's going to be ebbs and flows and, and also shifts. And, and what is most important to people. Right now, I believe the quantity of podcasts that I get out is more important than the quality. Because we've got to keep the conversation going. And the podcast also allows me to talk to specifically... Uh, our biggest supporters, the members of the dailybeager.com on a more regular basis in a way that I can't do individually now at this age and with my, the amount of work I have. And also just knowing um, the fact that if too much, I get too much people interaction, it, it throws me off of my game in and out of the gym, okay? And I'm sorry about that, but that those are the cards that have been dealt. Maybe I'll improve over time. We'll see. But, you know, you set it's a 20-minute workout. This is the craziness of my mind. It's a bodyweight workout, so okay, now I know what equipment we're using. And then I have to then think about all of the movements that we have done up until this point for the year, look at a similar versions of that workout. Like, like X1, for example, uh, there's a progression on it all year. Even though like people are not going through the mid-year review here in June, and uh, they return to X1, and though the movement is quote-unquote easier, they're getting sometimes even more smoked because better form and technique, they're doing uh, maybe more advanced versions of it, like than they had done previously. Um, muscles are activating better because joints are in better positions and they're breathing better. You know, so all this stuff can happen. But X1, uh, X7 is a progression on X1, as is X13, a progression on X7, and so forth. So I have to make sure those are progressing, but then I also have to make sure that collectively across all the other six or nine workouts based on whether you're express or real corn gains, that um, 
enough of all the key movement patterns are hit and that there's enough variety and stimulation but structure yet so you can see progress. But, it, but enjoy them as much as possible, okay? They're not all going to be a rock concert. Um, you're going to like some more than others, especially ones that expose weaknesses over strengths. That's, you, you can't focus on strength, sure, but you can't avoid weaknesses altogether when it comes to your body or your brain, okay? Um, I'm not saying you don't outsource things in your business, but you know, even when you outsource, it's better that you at least have started working on it yourself because how can you tell someone what to do or set expectations for someone to assist you if, you haven't, if you're not familiar with what that is? All right, so I mean, I designed the images that for the site before I had someone help me design images. I would edit the video before I had an editor, right? It's been part of the, the creation process, right? But again, I try to remember, okay, Jeremy Scott, he started his podcast. He's never stopped getting the content out on a weekly basis. Um, so, you know, again, I mentioned on, on the episode with him yesterday, he's an inspiration for me to remember what's important, which is to keep perspective, keep getting things done, keep getting things out. Uh, it's not his phrase. Uh, he's more like make success mandatory. I, I like that. But for me as a perfectionist and someone who then gets uh, caught, it's, it's, it's like so crazy. Like I am a really hard worker. I'm not saying the har- like hardest worker in the room, all these fucking, you know, uh, these mantras or sayings. I don't, I, that does, that's not required. But I really, I do really fucking work hard. I, I just, I have a lot of stuff in the mix, too much, too much for my capacity, but I do the best I can. But how can hard workers get procrastinate? We get caught in this, and that, that, that's the perfectionism piece again. Because it's not perfect, you don't do anything. You just push it off to the side. And, and that's, that's in and out of the gym, and that's, that's what, man, that's where you're going to find yourself very depressed, and that's when your business goes down, that's when your fitness goes down, that's when you, you lose sight of what is important, and, and, and you lose, just lose perspective, right? So what I hope this podcast was for you, we, you know, we covered a lot of ground here, but, you know, and again, even in the creation of this podcast, I'm like, okay, I can't talk about Vincent Van Gogh unless I, uh, you know, I'm like, let me just... I'll push this off until I watch this watch this biography on him, which I've been meaning to. I'm like, but but then, if you enjoyed this podcast, that means you wouldn't have heard this today. Maybe it hit you in the exact moment you needed to today. Maybe it didn't. I don't know, but it's possible. And maybe I never would have gotten this podcast out. And I covered a lot of important things. Like I, I, I did. Like if you've never heard me before, and this what might be a total of an hour of time. You know enough about my life to inform whether or not you want to continue listening or whether, whether you want to go to the dailybj.com and learn more about the program or whether you want to go to Amazon and get the book, whether you want to subscribe to this podcast. You know, I don't know. Um, so it would have been a missed opportunity, likely. And again, it would, have, it would have bottlenecked the content flow. I could also watch the fucking biography of Vincent Van Gogh and then do an episode strictly on Vincent Van Gogh. Okay, so you see what I'm getting at? Because um, again, we have a lot of creators listening out there. And, uh, the final thing I'll leave you with, um, I'm going to probably do a podcast on this at some point, uh, chat GPT, you know, and, and AI is a big topic now. Um, because you know, like if you're a fan of like Terminator or any of the, the movie takes, uh, as, as often is a lot of times what we see in movies happens in real life, visionaries see what's happening. And it's not exactly, you know, I don't know if it's going to be actual Terminators out there that speak with an Austrian accent that are going to take over the world. Uh, shout out to Arnold. Maria! But it 
is likely that we're running out, like AI is going to, it's already taking jobs. And to experiment with ChatGPT, I said, make a BJ Gador style workout. I'll share this in an email newsletter at some point. And what the AI did is it went and looked at within a second, okay? Like I can't compete with this processing power. It, it, it looked at all the BJ Gador workouts and videos and articles and newsletters and social media and put together what it thought was the most likely or best version of a BJ Gador style workout. And you know, look, I, this was a safe, effective workout. Uh, I, I don't know if it's exactly like I, would I put my stamp of approval on it. I guess if I, to make a, a, a workout in a second like it did, um, I guess pretty good. But like, I don't, I don't think AI can ever capture, uh, the creator's gift, you know? Um, but for the average person that might be good enough. Maybe, uh, all the members of the daily are go to chat GPT and like put this out and this is free, but the people that actually know what the artist's experience is or what a true creator is, uh, you know, cause AI is just hacking it together. You know, um, you, you can't, in my opinion, artistry or a masterpiece cannot be hacked. You know what I'm saying? Like there is something special about the human condition. AI is a big topic. That's a separate, that's a separate everything. But, um, you know, when I did that, I was like, okay, wow. I mean, it's, 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 it's early in this AI experience, but well, this is this is this is interesting. This is kind of impressive, but this motherfucker ain't me. This motherfucker will never be me. And I got to focus on what's important, which is serving the people that are looking for this content, talking to people who need to hear what I have to say. And I appreciate your time. A five-star rating and review is much appreciated. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And uh, I'll be back with more coming down the pipeline. Love you guys. Peace.